Some things are easier said than done, like forgiveness, for example. It's easy enough to say, I forgive you, to someone, but sometimes, like the woman in today's episode, your heart doesn't really say it with you. So how can you truly forgive? Let's find out. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. <laughs> yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you the story of a woman who turned a blind eye to a small sliver of unforgiveness in her heart until it started to ache. We'll see just who could heal this ache and help her forgive on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Let's get to it, folks. The true story of Trudy. said anything. <laughs> he didn't even say goodbye. How can he do that to us? I don't know. What is everyone going to say? Oh, the shame. Hello? Hi, Trudy. Hi, Dad. Hey, I'll pick you kids right up after school this Friday. I, I want to take you to a concert. I can't go with you. Why not? I'm babysitting on Friday night, and I have a date on Saturday night. When do I get some time with you? I do things with my friends on weekends. You don't want to be with me? You're the one who left us, Dad. You live your life, and I want to live mine. All right, well, give me a call when you want to see me, okay? The woman in our story was 17 when she stopped seeing her father. Decades passed and she saw nothing wrong with the hardness of her heart. This is the story of who removed the painful splinter. The true testimony of a woman we're calling Trudy, right now on Unshackled. Growing up, Oz was a great family. I was the oldest child with a younger brother and sister. Mama was pure Italian from New York strong on love and guidance. Her work helped Dad get a degree, and he became a professor. Then they bought a beautiful home in the suburbs of New Jersey. Mama was very fearful, and it permeated our home. She worried about everything. But her fears made her proactive in protecting us. Is that police officer coming this week? A policeman is coming? Yes. I arranged for him to speak to all the neighborhood kids, because I think you all should know about drugs. What about drugs, Mama? They're very dangerous. The policeman will tell you how kids get lured into smoking pot, and then they end up dead or in jail or in an institution. Really? Yes, really. Drugs do bad things to your mind. Kids steal and do stupid things when they're on them. So I want you to know the truth. None of us ever used drugs because of Mama's guidance. We weren't allowed to call each other names, either. 
but sometimes I woke up at night and heard my parents fighting. Verbally, not physically. And it created insecurity within me. Religion was important to our family, and we went to church every week. I even prayed memorized prayers every night. But when I was about 12, Daddy discovered something on the radio that turned us in a new direction. But God offers forgiveness through Jesus Christ. I didn't know there were Christian programs on the radio. I didn't either. Who told you? I was just fiddling with the dial in my study when I happened to hear this guy talking about Jesus. So I listened a while. Well, how do you know we can trust him? Well, the preacher said we should read the Bible and see for ourselves. I don't know. Maybe he's right. You guys come listen a while with me. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. That's the bad news, my friend. There is none righteous, no, not one. Don't think your good works will save you. The Bible says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. But the Scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. What is the promise? that God will forgive your sins when you put your trust in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He died for you, my friend, for your sins and mine. Your sin stands between you and God, and only faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ will save you. Won't you repent of your sins and come to Him today? Every radio in the house was tuned to that station from then on. We discovered Unshackled, and I set my alarm to listen and ordered the booklets they offered. We kids even taped a program based on the story booklets. I told all my friends about the Christian station. My parents told their friends too, but they faced an unusual reaction. Hey, I ruffled some feathers today at the women's meeting. Oh, what'd you say now? I was talking about how you can have a personal relationship with God. You don't have to go to anyone but Jesus Christ. And some of the women really took offense. Better to say nothing. But how will they know if we don't tell them? I thought you knew better after we got that prank phone call. We got a prank phone call? Someone called, asking for Paul, saying he was Peter. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I don't like people mocking me. Eh, maybe we should find a different church. Listening to Christian radio, I understood for the first time that salvation came only through faith in Jesus, that he died for me. And sometime during my 12th year, I stopped trusting in my good works to get to heaven and believed with all my heart that Jesus had paid the debt for me. I repented of my sins and confessed my faith in Christ. And after a while, we quit going to church and just listened to Christian radio. I told all my friends to listen to that station. But I go to church every Sunday, Trudy. That won't get you to heaven, Diane. How can you say that? Because it's true. Listen to Uncheckled. There's a really good story about that this week. How some guy grew up thinking he was saved just because he always went to church, but he never repented of his sins or put his trust in Jesus alone for his salvation. I believe in Jesus. But have you put your faith in him alone? 
Have you ever repented of your sin and asked him to save you? And do you live for him now? I... I don't know. See? Listen to the Christian station I told you about. They explain salvation really well. I was a senior in high school when Dad suddenly left. Mama was very distraught, and we were also. I didn't really know what to do with my feelings. I felt so betrayed, but I tried to ignore these feelings. Dad came back once, but the arguments persisted, and soon he was gone again. That was the end of our old life. Oh, I'll have to get a lawyer, I suppose. Do we have to move? I hope not. I'd like to get custody of you kids and live in this house until you're all out of school. It's all I want. Well, that's another four years for Brian and five years for Abby. Don't tell anyone at school about this, Trudy. Not even my best friends? I don't want this to get around and have the neighbors gossiping. I'm graduating in a few months, but I don't want Dad to come. Why did you keep the birthday gifts he sent you? He probably expects that to persuade you to spend time with him. I don't have time for him. Besides, a father is supposed to take care of his children, isn't he? Dad wanted his share of the house, so Mom had to sell. But she did get custody of us kids. Then Mom decided to move to the South where expenses were less, but that didn't work out, so we returned to New Jersey. All of these changes made a significant impact on me emotionally, but I continued to bury them. Mom didn't know what to do. Do you see anything we can afford, Trudy? Here's one, Mama. Take a look. Price is right, and it's a decent location. Uh, probably sold already. Call and ask. Maybe not. Your brother and sister will have to change schools. They'll survive. Oh, what would I do without you? The Lord will help you to survive. He's always with us, Mama. I have a job now, and I'll stay and help you until the kids graduate. Mama bought the house, and I kept working as a receptionist to help with expenses. I didn't date, but I always walked to church. It was very near our home. I wanted my life to make a difference in God's kingdom. I had always given out tracts and business cards with the Christian radio station call letters because I wanted everyone to be saved. By the time my brother and sister graduated, I was 24. Three years later, I went to Canada for training to be a missionary. That's where I met Jeff, a fellow missionary candidate. At Christmas, I made cookies and took some to the boys' dorm, so Jeff came to our dorm to thank me. How did you happen to choose this mission, Trudy? A missionary came to our church and talked about serving in Brazil, and I knew that was where God wanted me. Did God confirm your call through prayer also? He sure did. It amazes me how many people make decisions without praying and seeking God's will. Yeah. My folks own a Christian radio station, and they taught me this principle all of my life. And God has continued to reinforce it from the many accounts of people in the Bible. Your folks own a Christian station? Wow, that's wonderful. Where? Uh, Nebraska, where I'm from. You know, from the time I was 12, I always listened to our local Christian station. I felt like I knew the announcers. 
I used to walk around with their call letter cards in my pocketbook, passing them out at restaurants and school. <laughs> a teenage evangelist. Sort of. I'm keen to go to South America. Oh, me too. Are you going home for Christmas? No. My mom moved to North Carolina recently, so I'm going to stay in the church dorm in New Jersey. Well, thanks again for the cookies, Trudy. Driving home with another couple, I learned that Jeff paid for my share of the gas. Just before classes began, I returned to Canada where I saw Jeff skating on the lake and we talked. A few days later, he put a note in my mailbox inviting me to go skating with him. Something I didn't do well. You're doing fine. If you call wobbling all over the place, doing fine. Oh, here, I'll skate backwards and hold your hand so you feel more steady. I don't want to make you fall. <laughs> you won't. You're a good man, Jeff. Well, I just want to hold your hands, Trudy. <laughs> even if they are covered with mittens. Plus, I get to look at you this way. And make me even more nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous. Relax and have fun. That night over pizza, we talked for two and a half hours. We continued to see each other, in groups and alone, and I began to wonder if this was the man for me. Lord, you know what's best for me. I need you to lead me in this very crucial area of my life. I don't want to marry without knowing for sure that it's the person you've chosen for me. Lead us so that we're always happy about your choice for our lives. I want your will, Father. Folks, we'll get back to Trudy's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, let's get back to Trudy's story. Mama, remember I told you about Jeff? Yes. You were wondering if he was the one for you. Right. So, have you made a decision? Today my name was called over the intercom to go to the leader's house. When I got there, he asked if the Nebraska Noodle had asked me to marry him yet. Oh, such a thing to say. It's none of his business. Listen to what happened. I said, no. So he called Jeff's name on the intercom to come to his house. The whole camp could hear our names called, so they were jumping to their own conclusions. Oh, I would hate that. When Jeff arrived, 
He asked him what he was waiting for. So Jeff asked me to marry him. And you accepted? Yes, I love him, Mama. And he loves me, too. The mission needed to know so they could make plans about where to send us when we finished training. So you're engaged now? Yes. Not very romantic, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It was a unique proposal. Oh, that's wonderful, Trudy. Every parent looks forward to their first child's marriage. But who will give you away? It won't be Dad, that's for sure. Looking back now, I'm sorry that I was so callous toward my dad. But I was. That was March 1988, and we married in August. Our first son was born a year later while we were in the next phase of training. Then we went to Manaus, Brazil, to serve among the native tribes there. Our second son was born in Brazil in 1992, giving us a ticket to stay in Brazil as missionaries. We had been there 10 years, coming back home on furlough or for medical reasons only. Brian contacted me in Brazil in early 2000 with some disturbing news. What did your brother say, honey? Is it bad news? Yes. Mama never goes to the doctor, Jeff. But she finally agreed to go as long as it was only for an x-ray. Oh, what did it show? Not good. She has a lesion on her brain. He said... He said, if I want to see Mom before she passes on, I better come home. I'm sorry, honey. You'd better go right away. I'll keep the boys. No. They can stay at Brian's house. How are you going to take care of the kids and do your job? Trudy, the boys are staying here. You'll have your hands full taking care of your mother. He was right. Brian met me at the airport, took me to dinner, and filled me in on Mom's condition. She had cancer that had metastasized to her brain. I settled in to take care of her for the next three months. A difficult time because Mama was weak and couldn't communicate well. I wish I could talk with you. We do talk. I mean, really talk. We'll have all of eternity in heaven to talk. Are you hungry, Mama? Oh, uh, no, not really. It's time for you to eat anyway. Abby's working on dinner. I'll see if she needs help. It's so sad to see her like this. Yes, it is. I'm glad you're here with us. I try to keep the house as clean as she always has, but I'm not sure she even cares. She cares. Last night, she got so confused. She said, light door. So I turned on the outside light. No light, she said. So I turned off the light. That still wasn't it. She kept repeating it, and I got so frustrated, I yelled at her. Did you figure out what she wanted? Yes. She wanted the door locked. <laughs> I had to apologize to her. I wasn't really prepared to see her like this. I don't know how you do it, Trudy. I didn't do it. Jesus led me through this dark and difficult time. As the weeks passed and Mama's health deteriorated, her ability to reason and understand began to fail. She didn't understand why I wanted to go back to sleep at night when she couldn't sleep. 
She became paranoid about her medication and thought I was trying to control her. She wondered why I spent my time talking to my husband on the ham radio. At least she knows the Lord. She talks about going to see the Savior. And we're starting to pray that he'll take her soon. I'm glad you've had this time together. Me too. She always remembers to thank me for every snack, every meal, Jeff. But she doesn't trust me with her meds. Oh, I've prayed for you, honey. You're on the family firing line. It's frustrating, but God has really been molding me, Jeff. One night when things were blackest and I was exhausted, I cried out to the Lord and said, I can't take this anymore. And he spoke to my heart and said, You can't take it? or you won't take it. Yeah, that's how God is, all right. And the Lord reminded me of this verse in Philippians. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Yup. God uses adversity to make us more like Jesus. When the end came in June and Mama went to the Lord, we three siblings were all there with her testimony of Mama's love and the sacrifices she had made for us. Jeff and the boys came to the States a few weeks later because of our scheduled furlough. The next year, Abby was planning her marriage, which presented a challenge for me. Trudy, I want you to be in my wedding, but are you willing to be in it with Dad? How in the world do you expect me to sit at the same table with him during rehearsal dinner and act normal? Why don't you visit him in Florida? You're kidding, right? It's past time for you to forgive Dad. Brian's made peace with him, and so can you. Besides, how can you justify sharing the gospel with the people in Brazil, and yet you haven't forgiven your own father? <sighs> I forgave Dad a long time ago. Those are just words, and you know it. If you were truly forgiven, Dad, it wouldn't bother you to be in my wedding with him. Over the years, when anyone asked me about my dad, my answer was always the same. I didn't love him, and I didn't hate him. He just wasn't part of my life after the age of 17. I didn't harbor bitterness, or so I thought. Then, at a church service in North Carolina, the preacher's sermon disturbed the bitterness that had lay buried in my heart. Do you harbor unforgiveness in your heart? Is there someone in your past who hurt you deeply? You may think you've forgiven them, but if the mention of their name causes a reaction, a tightening of your emotions within and without, then you haven't really forgiven them. Jesus said, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's a sobering thought. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Micah chapter 6 verse 8 says, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Do you love mercy? I say again, do you love mercy? Think how much mercy God has extended to you. We all deserve hell for our thoughts and our actions, but God offers forgiveness through Jesus Christ because he poured out his wrath on his only son as payment for our sin. Who is it among us that has not sinned? 
If so, can you withhold forgiveness from anyone who has offended you? I left there pondering his words. Then I read chapter 18 of the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus told the parable of the king who forgave the huge debt of one of his servants, only to have the servant beat and imprison another man for a small debt. And the king severely punished the unforgiving servant. I was forced to acknowledge that I was like the first servant, owing a great sum to the king. I talked with Jeff about it. What have you decided about visiting your father? I think I should go. Good. I realized that Jesus died for me and for my dad. How long has it been again since you last saw him? 22 years. Wow, that's a long time. Abby says he's remarried for the third time. If people only realized how much easier it is to seek God and obey him in our marriage relationships. Slowly and painfully, the Lord was purging my wicked and disobedient heart. When the day came for me to fly to Florida, our oldest son went with me. No one met us at the airport, and I felt the unforgiving attitude well up inside me. Then I saw him, and he motioned with his hands as if asking, Are you the long-lost daughter? I'm sorry I'm late, Trudy. Traffic was backed up. It's okay, Dan. Is this my grandson? It is. And there's another one at home with Jeff. Oh, it's wonderful to see you all again after all these years. Come on, your brother and sister are here with me. Uh, they're waiting for us at the house. My peace with Dad had begun. It was wonderful. In the bathroom cabinet, I saw, among other new items, that he had bought new toothbrushes for us in anticipation of our arrival. That was so endearing to me. A small detail, but one that showed he cared. His health was starting to fail, and I watched as he feebly tried to help my brother replace the screens in the condo. By the time we left for home, God had changed my heart. Dad came to meet the rest of my family, and we met a third time at Brian's house. Then we returned to Brazil. We didn't hear much from him for six years. In 2007, he was admitted to the hospital, and we came home on furlough again. I called him several times. How's your dad, honey? Brian says he's terminal. Are you going to see him? I don't think so. Brian isn't going either. Have you prayed about it? No, I haven't. You should. God must be in control of everything in our lives, Trudy. Yeah, I know. Your mom asked me if I had asked Dad's forgiveness. <laughs> My mother would cover that base. <laughs> it never entered my mind that I needed to do so. I guess I better call him. Hello? Dad, it's Trudy. Oh, hello, Trudy. I hope you get a chance to visit me. I doubt it, Dad. We have a busy schedule before we go back to Brazil. I understand. Brian Cawley. He can't come either, but Abby's here. Dad? I wonder, I hope all those years when we didn't see each other weren't too hard on you. It wasn't easy. I felt like I had no other choice. I was headed for a nervous breakdown by the time I left your mother. I'm sorry if I caused you any hurt. Uh, thank you, Trudy. 
I really missed you kids. Yeah. I'm praying for you, Dad. I know. And that helps a lot. Thank you for calling, Trudy. In the end, I did go to Florida, and Dad seemed happy to see me. He said that I was beautiful. A very special memory to me. Even today. Finally, Dad was in a morphine fog, but still hanging on. Brian concluded that Dad wouldn't let go until we were all three there. So he came too, and we three siblings were all there as my father passed into eternity. Our work in Brazil continues. We rejoice every time another tribal Indian gives his life to the Lord, beginning a journey of learning God's will and purpose, just as we have. I share my testimony to let others know about God's grace. If you were the only person on earth, Jesus would still have died on the cross for your sin to spare you the eternal punishment of hell. Won't you come to him for your salvation? And if you've already done that, won't you search your heart for any unforgiveness that may be holding out and keeping you from God's will for your life? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Listening friend. You can reach out and receive God's gift of eternal life right now. No matter what you have done in your past, but you must repent of your sins. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and trust Him with your life from here forward. The Bible promises, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. If you need help in making this crucial decision, call 1-888-NEED-HIM or write to us and we'll send you some literature. The address, Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, we're going to announce our audio drama sweepstakes winner. Now, just to remind everyone, the prize is a beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 5110, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, 
and renew a right spirit within me. This plaque is stunning, combining both the word of the Lord and the natural beauty that he has created in this world. The grain of this unique piece creates the perfect backdrop for such a wonderful psalm. And the winner is, drumroll please, Floyd Fox. Floyd Fox is our winner. Congrats, Floyd. Your scripture plaque will be on its way shortly. And we sincerely thank you for listening to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Tune in next week for your chance to win yet another wonderful prize. And next time... Brett, are you in there? Uh, just a minute. There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The man in our story was self-centered and violent then. You better watch your mouth, son. Yeah, tough guy, huh? Bring it on. Yeah, make me. Take it easy, Brett. Those guys are bikers. You better take it easy. Yeah. Mind your own business, you bunch of losers. You're on your own, Brett. I can't fight again. I can. Ah, come on! But he warns against unforeseen consequences. I don't, I don't want to be the way I am. I, oh, Lord. Help, help me. Don't miss the true testimony of Brett McCormick. Another true dramatization coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Trudy were Cheryl Lynn Galemo, Jane Hahnemann, Jeff Lupatin, Ed Dizzalo, Natalie Berg, and Mark Forrest. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Holly Krajewski. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Kenitha Gabler. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>